Uniqueness is your superpower. After a successful but unfulfilling career in tech, I set off to uncover what makes people successful and satisfied. I discovered the systems of astrology and human design, studied and applied them for years, and exchanged my nine to five for the entrepreneur's adventure. Now I share insight from the cosmic cutting edge. This podcast is for ambitious people ready to use their unique genius to create wealth, positive impact, and personal fulfillment. We'll talk personal branding, business, and leadership. Time to be courageous and seen. Let's reach for the stars. Forget your sun sign, know your midheaven. Now, I love a little bit of hyperbole, a little something something to get your attention. (laughs) But today we're going to be talking about the midheaven and I'm going to share with you about the magic of the midheaven, the power of the midheaven, especially when it comes to being uber magnetic, getting the opportunities, the clients, the attention that you want on you and your work and really developing a business or a career that showcases who you are. It's the midheaven you got to work with for all of that. Honey, this is the place to be. So I can't wait to get into it because I really am known for my work with the midheaven and I love it. The midheaven is such a fantastic and often very overlooked part of the astrology chart. So let me give you a brief roadmap. You know, I love a podcast with a roadmap so we know where we're going. (laughs) So we're not stressed wondering whether we should listen to the rest of this and what is coming up next and are they just going to be rambling about for 40 minutes, right? No, no, no. So what we're going to talk about today, we're going to get into the midheaven and what it is and what it represents in your astrology chart. We're going to talk about what part of your business should you use it for. I know that's not a grammatically correct sentence. We don't care. So what part of your business should you use the Midheaven for? Then we're going to talk about why it is overlooked. Because it may seem once I describe it to you, you're going to be in. You're going to be like, this is gold. (laughs) Why have I not heard of this before? Right? So I will explain. And then... Um, I'm going to give you a couple of really amazing gems to take away with you, a couple of top tips on how to get started working with the Midheaven. At the very end of today, I'm going to also share with you a free resource that I have, which is absolutely incredible, where you can really start diving into your Midheaven even deeper through my system of archetypes um, and a couple of ways that you can potentially start working with me if you are interested to to do that as well. So that is our roadmap. Here we go. I love it. So fun. Okay. So mm, I cannot tell you how excited I was to get started on the Midheaven on this podcast. I mean, I've just been dying to do a podcast for so many years and suddenly November, 2023 feels like the right time. Um, and I knew that I wanted to dive right in. I didn't want a bunch of like kind of introduction episodes of like, what is astrology, et cetera, et cetera. I really wanted to start diving right in immediately to share the goods with you because that is what I'm all about here. We're about empowering astrology. We're about activating the unique genius that you were born with. And we're about self-love and really understanding how being ourselves is the key to success and satisfaction. Okay. 
where do I start? Let's start with the title of today's episode, Forget Your Sun Sign and Know Your Midheaven. Why did I call it that? I call it that because a lot of times when people come to astrology, they think of, of the sun sign, right? Because it's the easiest thing to calculate. You don't need fancy software. You don't need an ephemeris to look back at the exact day and time of your birth to understand you know, the placement of other planets. The sun, which we consider a planet in astrology, or you could call it a luminary, um, is very easy to, you know, because we have the dates. We know, okay, for roughly from the 21st, 22nd of each month to the 21st, 22nd, 23rd of the next month, we're going to have a zodiac um, month, a zodiac season. And so I know because I was born October 21st, I am a Libra. And I, I you know, and that doesn't change. And so knowing your sun sign, is important. The sun is one of your big three, but it is not the most important piece of the puzzle when it comes to career and business. And that's what we love to talk about around here. That is what we're diving into is how do you truly shine in your career or in your business as an entrepreneur? So the sun sign is great for understanding inner confidence, which you, of course, are going to need in your business or career. It's, un- it's great at understanding what makes you feel good about yourself, but it is not the thing that is going to help determine your gift to the world, the way that you are of service in a way that people are prepared to pay big money for, in a way that people are prepared to give you their attention and really you know, love on you, connect with you, get excited about what you're coming out with. That's not the sun at play. That's the midheaven. So what is the midheaven? The midheaven is one of the four angles in astrology. I, the more that I, you know, work with people, and at this point I've worked with hundreds of people on their astrology and human design, the more that I work with people, the more I recognize more and more how important the angles are. We love to talk about the big three sun, moon, and rising, but it's the angles, baby. It is the angles that hold so much of the magic, especially when it comes to looking at like your life from a big picture angle. Like we're zooming out and we're looking at the purpose, the themes, the vibes of you. And the angles are really wonderful and helpful for doing that. So the midheaven is one of the angles. It's the one at the top of the chart. So if you're looking at a chart, and I will say here that I use the Placidus system and also the tropical zodiac, if anyone is curious. Um, But if you look at the top of the chart, the cusp of the 10th house, so right in between the 9th and the 10th house, if you're looking at a circular birth chart, that is the midheaven. Um, Most, you know, platforms, if you're looking at a, a normal kind of, I don't edit the word normal out of that. I'm not editing this, by the way, because I want it to be real and raw. Um, And so not normal, but if you're looking at a classic Placidus system, Western astrology birth chart is what I should have said, then um, you will see that there's often something that says MC or Midheaven. So the MC is the medium coeli, coeli, however you pronounce the Latin. And this really means the middle of the sky or the top of the sky. And it's the point at which it really was, the top of the sky at the moment that you were born. So if you were born at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday, March 31st, you would look at the top of the sky 
and you would say, okay, what sign is at the top of the sky? What sign is that? That is the sign of your midheaven. So you really need to know your time of birth in order to grab onto this information. The midheaven represents the gift that you are here to give to the world. It represents the most public part of your life. It represents your reputation and what other people see in you. If we want to translate that to personal development life coach speak, we could say <laughs> this represents your life purpose and your higher self. All right, so what part of your business should you use it for? This, I love this question. Uh, there are very specific parts of your business that are going to be that are going to massively benefit by being infused with the energy, the intentional energy of you really showcasing your midheaven. The midheaven is there no matter what. Every part of our chart is there no matter what. We're, you know, we're born with it. It lives in us. Lion King reference. It lives in us, but when we apply intentionality to it, when we put energy into it, that's when the magic really happens. And that's what I love doing uh, with myself, my clients, and my community is like, okay, how can we be intentional? How can we bring more awareness to our genius? You know, when Gay Harding wrote the book, um, uh, oh, and why am I suddenly blanking on it? But the book, the um, zone about the big leap, thank you, thank you, the big leap, zone of genius. So when he talked about the zone of genius, you know, it's not always something we're aware of. The reason for that is that, you know, there is this massive conditioning that we go through, through our childhood and our young adulthood, where we are looking around and paying very close attention to what gets us kudos. And it's not always what we are naturally good at. Sometimes it is things like, oh, you should be a lawyer or a doctor because that's going to give you massive kudos. Or, oh, you should be a good girl and never swear and uh, stay with your toxic boyfriend forever because that's what we want from women, right? And so there's all this kind of conditioning that happens when we are young that can kind of mask and cover up some of our natural gifts. So when we are intentional about it, Whew, then, as I said, the magic really gets going. So the part of your business that you should use your midheaven for, number one, branding. Branding, branding, branding. I love to talk about branding because the midheaven is the queen of branding. This is where we get into especially personal brands. So if you have ever desired to have a personal brand, um, first of all, we all do have a personal brand. <laughs> As RuPaul said, we were born naked and the rest is drag. Like we all do have a personal brand. It is there. Um, we just may not be, you know, we may not be aware of it and we may not be intentionally cultivating it. But if you've always dreamed of in business having a personal brand, listen up because this is for you. So the midheaven is what really, that's where, that's the piece of your astrology that should be determining the vibe, the energy of your personal brand. Marketing as well, so how you talk about what you do, how you talk about what you sell, how you talk about your services, that needs to be informed and infused with the midheaven. Similarly, content creation. So if, uh, I love saying if, no, you are going, you are a content creator. If you, if you are have a business, you are a content creator. So your voice in your content needs to be infused and informed by the midheaven. And lastly, offer creation. This is a place that I think 
there is a lot more work to be done in the business space. And I'm really excited to be at the cosmic cutting edge of this, but offer creation and business model. I think we're living at a really exciting time in our history. And I don't know when you're going to be listening to this. Hello, future people. Um, but we are at the dawn of the age of Aquarius right now. Pluto is literally going into Aquarius for 20 years uh, next uh, next year in 2024. And there's a lot of innovation happening. There's, you know, it can feel very chaotic at times. And I'm giving you a big virtual hug if you are in the chaos, if you are feeling it right now. But there's a lot of upheaval and changes in how we view our system of economics, our system of power, right? Our system, all the systems are being questioned right now and uh, as they should be. And so I think that, you know, when you think about, okay, what, what are my offers? What am I selling? You know, what is my business model going to be? Um, all of that can be very informed by the midheaven. And in fact, you must do this. It's going to be extremely beneficial for you if you are selling and creating and promoting and speaking from a place of your midheaven energy rather than other parts of your chart. And yes, there is nuance here. Yes, if you show me your chart and I see, oh, I see you have your midheaven in... Virgo, but you have 12, you know, other major placements in Pisces. Yes, we're going to have some Pisces in there too, right? Even though it's the opposite sign. So there are always nuances. There is always a lot more in our chart. We are not only one part of our chart and not, but, and the midheaven is incredibly powerful. Okay. So why is it overlooked? <laughs> this is a great a great thing to dive into really briefly because the midheaven is very overlooked. At this moment, I mean, I am one of uh, three, uh, no, let's say four astrologers in human design um, experts that I know of that talk at all about the midheaven. Um, and it's kind of crazy because the midheaven is such a potent part of the chart. Why is it we've never heard of it before? Why is it that, you know, not everyone is talking about it. We have cosmic coaches. We have business coaches that use astrology. What, what, where is it? What's going on? So I can answer this question for you. I have a few theories on this. Number one, I think the midheaven is often overlooked because it's not for us. It's for other people. So other parts of the chart, when we're on our journey of self-knowledge and self-love, become really, really important to us, like the moon sign, which is our emotional needs, right? In relationships, this is hugely important. So if we come to astrology through the lens of relationships, that's going to be major. Um, the sun sign, if we're working on confidence, right? Um, the rising sign, who yes, we love the rising sign. The rising sign is potent. I mean, in ancient astrology, the rising sign was much more important than the sun sign. And this was the, the one that people knew about themselves. So the rising sign is really key. And this is about our relationship with ourself. And often we feel really connected to the rising sign. Often we don't feel as connected to the midheaven. And so I think that's one of the major reasons it gets overlooked because it's kind of like, well, I don't, I don't really know what that does. And I'm not, I don't feel as connected connected to it. But that is, as I said, because the midheaven is outward facing. 
it's not inward facing. It's not in the nocturnal part of the chart, the inward part of the chart, which is houses one through six. It is in the outward part of the chart, the public part of the chart, the part that says, hey, this is what I do for you. This is what I am to the world. And it's just one side of me. It's the side that other people see. So the second reason I think that the Midheaven is often overlooked is because we, um, it's kind of related to reason one, but you know, we're going to put it as number two. We identify more with the sun, moon, and rising. The sun, moon, and rising are more personal. And therefore we want to talk about them, think about them, work with them a lot more. These are what we classically call the big three in astrology. So thirdly, it requires an accurate birth time. <laughs> so it's the math. It's the math. You know, only it's only been in the last like, gosh, I want to say since the well, OK, I don't know the history of the computer, but since it hasn't been that long since the software was readily available to, you know, everyone, almost everyone in the world to access a complicated birth chart. We just didn't have access to the math, to the maps of the stars, et cetera, et cetera, in order to be able to cast a birth chart um, without going and paying an oodle, huge amount of money to an expert astrologer. I hate gatekeeping. Um, I love democratization of information. Yes, Gemini Moon here. Um, and so I am so happy that thanks to technology, Age of Aquarius, we now have access to this information. We didn't before. So it's relatively recently that we have even been able to do the math to calculate where the midheaven is in your chart. And it really requires major accuracy because, you know, imagine if you were off by, you know, an hour, your midheaven is going to be completely different. Even if you were off by five minutes, I remember for years, I actually had the wrong um, birth information. It was off by 15 minutes. I thought I was an Aquarius rising and I never thought that made sense. And then I found out my real birth time, according to my birth certificate, and I am a Pisces rising and everything fell into place. Yes. So, <clears throat> You got to have an accurate birth time. I think this is another reason that it's often overlooked because a lot of people do not have accurate birth times and have not done birth chart rectification. And it just means that they simply can't see that part of the chart. So <clears throat> the last reason I think that it is overlooked is that powerful people are gatekeeping. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think this is a thing. Um, in fact, I know this is a thing. So in astrology, if you really look back at the history, and I'd love to do, maybe I'll do an episode on this. Tell me if you're interested. <laughs> um, in the history of astrology, astrology, which it's so funny because a lot of people roll their eyes nowadays and think that, oh, you know, astrology is just for people who read Cosmo and want to try and figure out why their ex and them didn't work out, right? And there is, there, uh, yes, that and... In the past, astrology was one of those secret hidden tools of the wealthy and the powerful. It was the tool of kings and queens of old. And it's something that they paid really big money to their court astrologers, you know, to tell them, oh, am I going to win this battle? When should I have this baby? What is going to happen next? Right. Looking at some of those predictive aspects. And so this continues. I mean, this this did not die out. 
this did not die out with Madame Blavatsky. All right. This is not a like 1800s, you know, mystical, um, you know, spiritualism uh, era thing. This continues to today. And there are many, 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 many self-made millionaires and billionaires who hire and employ astrologers to ensure that they have got all their bases covered and that they are, they know their charts, they operate according to them, and they use this information um, to support themselves as you get to do as well. So I love that we get to open the gates, fling them wide open, and start to share more of this information because it really is so, so powerful. Okay, so let's get into my tips. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get into the tips. I'm going to give you two major tips for getting started working with your midheaven. So what you need to know, what you need to find in your birth chart is where it says MC, as I said. And what you want to know is what is the sign of your midheaven? And what is the element of your midheaven? With those two pieces of information, let me tell you, you can take over the world. <laughs> All right. So number one, uh, the first tip I want to give you is to pay attention to the element. This is major. Um, I talk about this a lot in my online course, uh, Midheaven Magnetism. And the element, I've actually created a, an entire system of archetypes, which I'll talk about in a moment. But um the element of your midheaven really shows the type of leader that you are. Now in astrology, there are four different elements. Therefore, I have connected them uh, to four different types of leaders because the midheaven does reveal your leadership energy. So um, as you're diving in to, and I'm going to tell you what they are. Don't worry. I'm going to tell you what they are. But as you dive into your midheaven, I encourage you to have a look at my cosmic leadership archetypes. So there are 12 midheaven uh, signs, right? There are 12 signs of the zodiac. There are 12 midheaven signs. And I have created 12 cosmic leadership archetypes to make it simpler, to make it easy, to really um, bring this all down into a way that we can uh, practically apply this to our business and life and our careers. So I would love to share this with you. I actually have a free ebook on this. Um, just go to any of my social media and I'll also put the link in the show notes here. So check that out. It is so useful. I put all kinds of stuff in it about how to find your midheaven, about, you know, how to find your archetype, about how to get started working with it, reflection questions, and a page on each of the archetypes. So first of all, though, a really easy way to get started is to just pay attention to the elements. So there are four elements, you know, air, fire, earth, and water. And you're one of those. So you've got one of those elements uh, as the element of your midheaven sign. So I'll go through them really quickly because why not? It's my podcast. I do what I want. Let's go through it. So... <clears throat> If you have an air sign midheaven, so I'll go through the air signs, let's do it in order. So Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius. So if you have an air sign midheaven, then you are an innovator leader. Um, so the type of leader that you are is an innovator. You want to help people to make a change. Now remember, the midheaven is not the same as the moon sign. This is not personal. This is not about like what you need. This is what you help other people to do. You're very naturally gifted at this. Even if you don't see it in yourself, other people see it. Trust me, start to go and ask 
people, you know, oh, by the way, do you, do you think, like, what do you think of this? Like, if you think about me and like my gifts and like what I'm really good at, would you say that I'm good at sharing information? Would you say that I'm good at learning things? Would you say that I'm good at communication? Would you say that I'm good at innovating and kind of helping people to like make a change in their life? That you're going to get a resounding yes. If you have an air sign midheaven, you are someone who is here to move people forward in some way. You can do that in any industry, but this is the type of leader that you are. So one thing, uh, just to give a contrast, I would not see you being uh, some kind of, let's say, data analyst. Okay, unless you are analyzing the data in order to make changes and to recognize what needs to change, right? So now let's talk about, let's go through all, all four of them. So that's air, air sign, midheaven, innovator, leaders. Now, if you're a water, I'm just feeling water next. If you are a water sign, midheaven, that means that your midheaven is either in Cancer, in Scorpio, or in Pisces. So that means that you are someone who is a connector leader. For you, your superpower, your unique genius is all about connecting to people on a heart level. What, no matter what it is that you do, whether you are a coach, whether you are a swim instructor, whether you are a tech, you know, uh, creator of some kind, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the industry. You are someone who is gifted at connecting to people on a heart level. So if you look at the archetypes, like the, for example, the archetype that I created for uh, cancer is called the gatherer. And this, these people, ooh, I love these people. I have a lot of these people in my life. So people who have cancer midheaven, they're very good at uh, creating a sense of family as a leader. Like your team doesn't just feel like a team. It doesn't just feel like a collaboration. It feels like a family. It feels like you are like together against the world. You are figuring it out. And it's very inclusive. Like cancer is very good at making people feel at home, making people feel like family. They're very inclusive. And they're like, oh, this is our safe space. And they will be a mama bear and make sure that they do what needs to be done in order to create the safe space as well especially if this is the mid-heaven energy. Powerful stuff. So that's the water sign mid-heaven, the connector. Then if you go to, let's do fire next. So if you're a fire mid-heaven sign, then you are an activator. Yes. See if you can guess which one I am. Okay, so activators are people who are here to move people into action. You are here to get people out off their butts and doing something. You are expert motivators. These activators are people that you just can't sit still around. Like you're not here just to vibe and chill and eat bonbons as much as I love doing that every once in a while. It is about getting out there. Okay, what are your goals? What are your dreams? Let's do it. What? What's, you know, time's a waste and let's go. What's our first step? Ha ha. Like <laughs> it's that fiery energy. And this is something that comes very naturally to you. If this is your midheaven, you are here to activate. 
last but not least, uh, earth. So if you have an earth midheaven, then you are, oh, did I not mention the signs? So for, for fire, excuse me, uh, you've got Aries, you've got Leo, and you've got Sagittarius. Then if you are a earth midheaven, um, then that means that your midheaven is either in Taurus, in Virgo, or in Capricorn. So we've got our powerful earth midheavens. You, in terms of the types that I've created for like leadership types here, you are a, and why am I, it's a stabilizer, a stabilizer. So we had our connectors were water, our activators were fire, our innovators were, were water or air, excuse me, and earth is the stabilizer leader. So the stabilizers are here. It's just what it sounds like, right? It's like you're here to stabilize things. You're here to make sure that we have a firm foundation. You are our quality control check. You are making sure that we are building a legacy that will last. It's very Capricorn Midheaven called the pioneer. Um, and, and you're going to be very courageous and you're going to really pay attention to what you're doing. There's a level of focus. There's a level of like I said, quality, there's a level of, is this good? Is this right? Is this exactly what we want to create? Is this strong that goes into you and your work? And you really help support other people to do the same in whatever it is that you're doing. So love, love, love that earth midheaven energy. So pay attention to the element. That is my first tip, first and foremost. Now I want to talk about uh, my, my, la my second and last tip for now. I mean, I could literally wax lyrical <laughs> about the midheaven ad nauseum, but we don't need that. There will be many episodes where I'm going to talk about different aspects of the midheaven. And of course, I encourage you to go and download my free ebook on my cosmic leadership archetypes and uh, also to sign up for my course, which is amazing, where you actually get five full modules of me diving in and breaking it down and how you do this in your business. How do you overhaul your marketing and sales? How do you work with your inner leader versus your outer leader, which is your inner leader is the rising sign? All of this stuff, how do you brand yourself? I get into it in the course. But for now, let me leave you with a last top tip. Don't brand yourself with your rising sign. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. My guess is that you may have already done it. So just go and check. Don't brand yourself with your rising sign. The rising sign. Um, and, you know, if, if you're an astrologer and you want to fight me about this, that's okay. Make a podcast. Let's, you know, go ahead, do it. I'll make an answer podcast. We'll have some fun out here. It'll be so cool. But truly, the rising sign is not the mask that we wear. It is not how we brand ourselves. It is not what the world sees. The rising sign is internal. It is the ruler of the first house. It is diving deep into the nocturnal internal part of the chart. It is the part that says, this is how I see myself. I have a whole, whole concept uh, that I'm working on trademarking that is about the journey that we go through that starts with the rising sign. The rising sign is really powerful for our internal journey of becoming who we are and learning to love ourselves. And it is not the part of us that is our branding. It is not the part of us that is for other people. It's the part of us that's for ourselves. This is the inner leader. So I want to give a quick celebrity example. Let's talk about David Bowie really quickly. Love. So David Bowie, sun and Capricorn. Remember what I said at the beginning of this? Forget your sun sign. 
We do not know David Bowie as a Capricorn. (laughs) That is not what he's known for. That is not what he's loved for. He is known and loved for his Sagittarius Midheaven. The Sagittarius Midheaven is strong with this one. He was all about freedom. And that is the major core value of Sagittarius. Freedom, wildness, just really being who you are, dressing how you want, and saying what you mean. Sagittarius Midheaven, which in my archetype system is called the guide, that is what Sagittarius Midheaven is all about. Say it like you mean it, dress how you want, travel the world, explore all these different aspects of yourself and other people, learn as much as you can, and then find out what your own truth is. But never impose that on other people because we are here to be free and beautiful and loved. This is what he stood for. And you just, oof, you feel it reverberating through his powerful Sagittarius Midheaven. Love it, love it, love it. He also had an Aquarius Ascendant. And that Aquarius Ascendant is so perfect. We think, I mean, I can see the Aquarius in him. I think he had some, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I believe he had some other planets in Aquarius as well. I love an Aquarius rising for David Bowie. I think this makes so much sense. His internal motivation was to change things was to was to innovate he looked at the world and realized that "Mm, this is not working this is not what i wanted to be and he this desire this value that the aquarius holds around innovation aquarius is also the innovator really guided him and pushed him out on the path But the leading energy of his career is that Sagittarius freedom. I love it. It is such a beautiful thing to see that we have all of these different sides of ourselves which harmonize together and come together to make who we are and what it is that we're here to do. I hope that this discussion of the Midheaven really inspires you to start learning, okay, what is my rising sign and my internal motivation and the way that I need to feel satisfied in life? And then what is my leadership energy that the world sees that I get to intentionally infuse into my work so that it can truly shine? So if you want to continue your journey of the Midheaven, get my free ebook, join into my, uh, or purchase my Midheaven Magnetism course (laughs) and join me, uh, on social media. So you can follow me on any platform at Cosmic Queen HQ. Um, this has been so much fun talking about this. There's so much more that we have to talk about. Make sure that you follow, subscribe to this podcast, like it, review it, all the things. If you have more questions about the Midheaven, send them to me on social media um, so that I can come on here and get some more inspiration to create more beautiful episodes for you. Um, You can also, of course, work with me one-to-one. So I do one-to-one work at the time that I'm recording this. That may not be forever, but right now I do one-to-one work and I have things that I call a cosmic activation week where you can work with me one-to-one. We get to dive into your charts. We need to uh, uncover all of your genius and actually look at your business, at your career to understand, okay, what aspects are working, what is not, and what we need to do next. Because if you guessed it, I am an activator. I am here to get you 
into action, but not just any action, cosmically aligned action so that you too can be successful and satisfied. So check out, check that out. Check me out on social media. It has been a joy to be with you and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Keep reaching for the stars. Keep, keep, keep.